back to Learning the Word of God podcast. I'm glad to glad to be bringing y'all this second episode. I hope everybody found the uh, found my first found the first episode to be helpful and beneficial. And I hope y'all's having a blessed day today. So what I want to look at today. Is I want to talk about putting on the full armor of God. And for that, we're going to read what Paul has to say in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. All right? Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. So, sp- spiritual strength and courage we know are needed for our spiritual warfare and suffering. Those who would prove themselves to have true grace must aim at all grace and put on the whole armor of God which he prepares and bestows. This armor is made to be worn and not removed until the war is over and we have finished our course. Our war is not against human beings nor is it against our own corrupt nature only our enemy has a thousand ways of tricking unstable souls the devil assaults our souls and attempts to deface the heavenly heavenly image in our hearts so only through God's grace can we resolve to resist Satan so the armor is given to us by God and prepared by God so we can resist the devil and his lies and we won't we won't have a false negative image of our Heavenly Father all right so let's let's look at uh, verses 10 through 20 here and see exactly how Paul talks about this verse 10 says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the powers of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the powers of his might. What's Paul trying to say here? He's saying to keep your faith in the Lord and to keep his commandments. Ephesians 3.16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man god's spirit is inside of us all right we have god's spirit as christians and followers of jesus christ and he will grant us riches according to his glory so that we can be strengthened by his might. Our strength comes from God. It doesn't come from anything in this world or anything that we can do ourselves, but it comes from God. So verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What's that word wiles mean? If you look in your concordance uh, under the Greek section, number 3180, 
Wiles means trickery and lying in wait. So put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the trickery of the devil. Romans 3.12 says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. So Paul says in Romans to cast off darkness and put on the armor of, of light. And he says in verse 11 of Ephesians 6, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He's telling us to armor up. Paul is telling us to armor up to dispel the darkness and resist the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places so what's the high places the high places is heavenly places And what is the spiritual wickedness in high places? It is where Satan usurped authority when he was kicked out of heaven by God. You know, a lot of people want to say the devil's in hell right now. No, he's, he's not in hell yet. What he was done is he was kicked out of the main part of heaven, out of the presence of God in heaven. To the lowest part that's why they call him the prince of the air and that's where he has usurped his authority and tries to come between us and God John 12 31 says now is the judgment of this world and now shall the prince of this world be cast out so if the devil was in hell already why would he need to be cast out See what I'm saying there? So, the devil is not yet in hell. He has just merely been kicked out of the main part of heaven. And who is the prince of this world? Satan. Lucifer. The devil. John 16, 11 says, Because the ruler of this world has been judged. Lucifer was judged. And he was kicked out of heaven because of his sin against God. Let's look at verse 13 here. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So what does our weapons are not carnal mean? Well, it means that we do not fight with fleshly or temporal weapons, but we fight with the power of God. We don't fight with weapons made by human hands. We don't fight with weapons created and made in this world. Those weapons are not meant to go after spiritual beings. They're not meant to go after and be used in a war of the spirit. 
those weapons will only affect something created, something flesh and blood. So, our weapons are not going to be carnal. As Second Corinthians 10.4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our power and our strength for this war comes from God. His word, his truth, and his protection is what will allow us to stand. Now stand therefore, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, your loins is is your hip. It's your hip and the procreative power. And when it says to gird about, it means to fasten one's belt. And righteousness is justice, impartial, and good morals. The girdle the girdle is truth or sincerity. All the other parts of the armor are going to be attached to this. There is no religion without sincerity. If you do not know the truth of the word of God, you cannot battle Satan and his minions. You have to know truth. To see through the lies of the devil. Now the breastplate of righteousness. It is the righteousness of Christ. Imputed to us to protect against the arrows of wrath. Christ's righteousness fortifies our heart. Against the attacks of Satan. As in Isaiah 11.5. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins. And faithfulness the girdle of his reins. We put that breastplate on. It's not our righteousness, because our righteousness is no more than filthy rags, but it's the righteousness of Christ that will protect us from the attack of the enemy, from the attack of the devil. And our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shod means to put on shoes or sandals to bind them on. You know, the gospel is the good message. And peace is quietness and rest. So, resolution must be worn as greaves or the armor of the legs. If you do not have resolve in your faith of the word of God, you're not going to be able to stand against the evils that the devil sends your our way. To stand our ground, to be able to march forward, our feet have to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace is our foundation in Christ. And if we do not have a solid foundation, we cannot stand. You know, peace will give us obedience during trials, but it must be drawn from the gospel. So when we have peace, we use it as our foundation, the peace of Christ, because we know Christ is that solid ground. If we're standing on that solid ground, we're not going to be able to be moved and washed away. Just like when Jesus used the parable of 
person built his house on the sand, the person that built it on the rock. The house built on the sand was washed away, whereas the house built on the rock withstood the storm. If we are built on the peace of Christ as our foundation, then we're not going to be washed away in the storm. We're not going to be blown away by the troubles. Romans 10.15 says, And how shall they preach, except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. When we receive redemption through Christ, you receive the grace of God, which is a shield to be used against the violent temptation and fiery darts that the devil's going to shoot at us. Darts such as, you're not worthy. Uh, God doesn't love you. You're not truly saved, etc. These lies of Satan are what God's grace shields us from. We've all been there when the devil tries to tell us we're not worthy, that, that God doesn't love us. He is the father of lies for a reason. He's going to take our own doubts and our own thoughts, and he's going to manipulate them and amplify them and try to work on them to, to get us to turn away from the love of God when it's not true. Are we all sinners? Absolutely. But Jesus Christ died for our sins. And when we repent of our sins and confess Him with our mouth as Lord and Savior, those sins are washed away by that redeeming blood that Christ shed on Calvary. And then our redemption comes from the grace of God, a free gift. So when we have that grace, when we have received our redemption and accepted salvation through Christ, that free gift that he gave us, the devil's darts are just going to bounce off of it. All those lies he's trying to tell you are going to bounce off of it. You better believe it. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now salvation means to be saved and delivered. Spirit is the influence which fills and governs the soul of anyone. And word means teaching, the precept, the doctrines. Now our helmet is the helmet of salvation. The hope of salvation, scriptural expectation of victory, will purify the soul and keep it from being defiled by Satan. Our salvation is gained as a free gift from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ when he died on that cross at Calvary. And this salvation tells us we will be victorious. And finally, there ain't but one weapon listed when we're putting on the armor. That one weapon needed to complete our preparations for battle is the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. 
the word of God subdues evil desires and blasphemous thoughts and answers unbelief and error as they assault from without. Now let's look at Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions. God's word is truth. The devil cannot stand up to the sword of truth. He knows scripture and he will manipulate it to make us think that the scripture he tells us is right. But do not be deceived. Because if it does not point, if what you're being told does not point to Christ going to Calvary and shedding his blood, being buried and resurrected for our salvation, then it is a lie. God's word is the word of truth, and his sword is that word. Now, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So how do we fasten all these pieces together? You know, we know we said that everything is attached to that girdle. But what attaches it, everything to that girdle that we're wearing? It's prayer. Continuous and unceasing prayer. 1 Timothy 2.1 says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. When we're in prayer, we are, we are there with God. He hears us and he knows what we are asking him for. And his prayer, the prayers to him, is what's going to bind everything because we're going to be asking for prayers of peace, prayers of protection, and prayers of blessings to stand up to the devil and his ways and his lies. And that is going to tie everything together. Now, what does all of the pieces of armor have in common? Let's think over that a minute. What does all this have in common? All the pieces are defensive. You have a helmet, a breastplate, armor for your legs and your feet, and the girdle and the shield. These are all to defend us against the devil while we are in battle. To protect us from the, the accusations and the darts. But... Do you notice, was there any armor to cover our back? The answer would be no. Because as a true Christian, we are to never turn our backs on our battle with the forces of evil. If we do, we're doomed. Because we are ordered to stand firm. The word tells us in James 4, 7, to resist the devil and he will flee from you. And this way the devil will see 
every attack he deflected, or excuse me, every attack be deflected and defeated. Then he will know that you are a warrior prepared for battle, and he will know he cannot win. Furthermore, he'll know that you know he cannot win. So what is our weapon in this war? Every war, you've got to have a weapon. The Word of God, the Bible, that is our weapon. The devil cannot stand against the Word of God. It's going to cut him to the core because the devil knows that the Word is infallible and he cannot stand to the truth. And the reason this is the only weapon we have is because only the Word of God can defeat evil. Evil is not a flesh. Evil is not a blood. Thus, it cannot be harmed by carnal, earthly weapons. Only truth can harm evil. And the Word of God, brothers and sisters, is pure truth. The sovereign power of God is more than sufficient. More than sufficient to protect us and defeat our enemies. Now, remember, our enemies are mighty. Don't make any mistake about that. They're not weak by no means. And on our own, we have no strength. We have no strength on our own. But our Redeemer is almighty. And it's in the power of His might that we can overcome. It is in the power of our Lord and Savior that we will overcome. Y'all look at the world today. The Bible, the Word, is unfolding before us day by day. We have to be prepared. We have to put on our armor and be prepared so we can knock down all of the darts that the devil and his minions and his cronies are going to throw at us. We have to know the truth. We have to spread the truth and preach the truth of Jesus Christ. The devil's looking for souls to devour. And every day he's finding more and more that are ripe for the picking. But brothers and sisters, as followers of Christ, as, as, as disciples of Christ, we have to do everything we can to prevent that. Preach Christ to everybody. Pray without ceasing. And be that light. Be that light. Have that armor on that is reflecting it out. And remember, today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Yesterday's done past. Today is that day. For anybody listening to this that has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their, as their Lord and Savior, don't wait till it's too late. Because I promise you, hell is not where you want to end up for all of eternity. And with that, I thank y'all for listening to this episode. Until next time, 
I hope y'all have a blessed week. And I love you, but remember God loves you more. Amen.